This is More Speaks. I'm here with Yvette, and we're going to talk a little bit about relationships. So tell me about a time um, you were with someone and they did you wrong and they lied and I don't know. I can't, I don't know how to say it. Not that they did you wrong. They, they, they said something that hurt your feelings and you never thought they would do something like that. Well, basically, you know, us as women, we look for protection in a, in a man. Definitely. Um, I'm going to say that that's me. Most people look for, um, how can I say money, um, and stuff like that, but I look for protection. And so I'm going to say it's been three, four, five incidents. I'm going to say three, definitely three incidents where it was like you thought this person was your protector, would protect your emotional well-being, your your mental well-being. And they turned out to be the most uh, cutthroat person that you could ever meet. And when they say, you know, keep your enemies closer shit you gotta keep the one you laying in the bed even closer because them the ones gonna hurt you more than your enemy does because they closer to you so basically is the tear down that many relationships do to each other it be meaning that the man does it the woman does it whichever one they want to tear down the other person even if they don't think it's intentional but it does if somebody say hey this hurt my feelings i don't like this because I've seen this pattern before and where it can go. So I, you know, recently over the last two years had incidents like that where I just felt like, you know, my self-esteem was torn down. And every time I build it back up, I deal with somebody that tried to tear down even more with something else. So it was just like, and then you get, you try to go to people for advice and say, Hey, am I crazy? And you don't want to go just to get a female's perspective because I'm a female. Let me get a male's perspective that not looking at me sexually. Somebody that looking at me like a little sister or a family member. Um, But yeah. Yeah, Someone is not in it for other reasons. Other reasons. Yeah. And I found out what I've learned. Some things you don't devour, you know, disclose to everybody. I mean, just because you're dealing with that person. That person doesn't have to know your innermost secret unless you, you know, be building a relationship with them or building towards something with them. Because, um, yeah, they use it against you. Yeah, two things I learned uh, in my past is one, don't, like you said, don't give out, don't divulge all the information. Two, don't involve your family or their family because mm-hmm. things that, they're going to hold against you when other things happen or something like that. And, and I, I know that was a big mistake I made in the past. And I learned from that because, you know, to this day, you know, my family member will be like, well, such and such did this. And you remember when this happened and, and she did this or she did that, or, you know, it's, it's always best, you know, they always say, keep your, your, relationship problems at home mm-hmm. don't bring it out because and then it's even worse if it's the actual your actual partner that's that's causing the, the pain because they know more intimate you know information about you and they can use it against you to either control you or break you down and, mm-hmm. and hurt your self-confidence because I've never been in a situation like that but I can imagine you know yeah, if you're joking, it's one thing. But if 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 that person is doing that every day and breaking you down, you can be feeling really, really good one day and you come home and they just break you down. Hey, you did this. You did that. You know, I don't like the way you look. Your hair looks this or, you know, this and this, you know, or, you know, or just, you know, sly comments, you know, here and there that, that can hurt to them. They may see it may seem like something very, very small. But if your self-confidence or your, your self-esteem is at a certain point, then you're going to feel worse. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like you got a, an open wound 
and they're just pouring, you know, alcohol or salt or something in into the wound. It's just going to keep digging, digging and digging. Mm-hmm. And that that's what people don't understand. Oh, I'm just joking. Well, if, let me tell you something. What, you know, if I say something about you, you know, will that that feel right to you? No. And, and we as women and, and a lot of men try to spare people feelings. But the other, the partner doesn't, you know, oh, I'm just joking with you. You too sensitive. Well, you said it once. Uh, Ha ha. I ain't really like it, but ha ha. Let's just get past that. You said it twice. You said it three, four, five times. What are you trying to do now? Become, it's becoming a pattern. It's abuse now. Yeah. I mean, one time is okay. Well, Mm -hmm. it's not really okay, but one time if they're joking, then, you know, you let it slide. But once it gets you know, to the fifth time, then, you know, they're actually doing it on purpose or doing it with a, with a motive to, to hurt you more. Yeah. Yeah. Or put you down. And that, that's what, um, a lot of people don't see. So when you, you're trying to figure out you, you know, is because I'm like, now it's self care. If I can't put myself first and feel good about myself, because I hate when somebody say you down on yourself, you know, whatever. I know mentally how I'm feeling right now. And if you're a friend, a partner or anything, you'll be like, let me just lift you up. You know, you feeling this way, but let me lift you up. You can't tell me how not to feel. You can say that's I, I don't think that's right for you to feel that way, but you don't know what I'm going through emotionally. Like I tell people all the time, being through what I've been through in the last year and a half, I wake up every morning with a a scream in the pit of my gut every single morning. And I have to go in that mirror while I'm getting ready to brush my teeth and wash my face and tell myself, you got this, you're going to get through it. I have to encourage myself every day. But when you got a so-called friend putting you down, and you got, you know, other stuff pulling on your job, kids, school, you know, all this stuff. You really like they don't know that you almost at this break of breaking. And it could be that one thing mm-hmm. that sits you over the top. And then they'd be like, you wrong because you don't you don't want to talk to me. You shut me out or you, you know, straight away and all that kind of stuff. But wait a minute. I have to protect me. I know where I'm at. I know what, you know, strand that I'm walking on this very thin because, you know, going through um, in the last year and a half, I went through uh, a breakup after 12 and a half years. A week after that, my son was murdered at 21. So it it was just a, a loss. I was scared to move. So, at, you know, you had the emotions and stuff, but you didn't know. I didn't know how to deal with all of it at one time. I didn't deal with the breakup of the relationship and the loss of my son, you know, trying to deal with all that. And then here I am just sitting in the corner trying to keep it together for two younger kids and not let them see me break down. So when people start using stuff and seeing stuff and then say, oh, your self-esteem is too low. You don't you don't care about yourself and da da da. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's what I've been through. And you're not understanding it until it's you. Because everybody went through a loss and a breakup, right? But on the on the depths of what it was for me, it was like my Job moment. I mean, in that whole season, I walked away from a four-bedroom, 2,600-square-foot house. I walked away because I'm like, I got to get myself. I got to find myself. I got to find something. And I wasn't trying to find it within myself because I kept running from myself. So, Yvette, um, being that you're dealing with the loss of a son, you left the... A relationship of 12 and a half years. You left the house that you had, four bedroom, 2,600 square feet. What did you do um, within yourself to build yourself back up to continue pushing and, and moving and, and 
I mean, let's not say, I don't know if your self-esteem is 100% already, you know, but what are you doing, no. you know, mentally? Because physically, we can do a lot. But it's it's mental that that's that's yeah. the issue because you know you, you you keep stuff inside, you know, until it boils over and then mm-hmm. you know you feel and then like you you have to have those moments like you said you you know you wake up screaming but then you go to the mirror and you talk to yourself. What else are you doing besides that to push through? Well, I did go to counseling for six months. Uh, after the six months, I you know start dealing with other people outside that has their own mental breakdown and you know talking to them without you know that that does help but then i did see within myself i did have you know some self-esteem issues that i didn't see at first so i see that okay i can't do this i don't feel confident about that but it's not to say a, a bad thing i have to work back up to it and you know I didn't have anybody to help encourage me. So I'm encouraging myself, working with myself. So basically this time I ended up getting back into counseling and I was like, okay, you know, I don't need it every week. That's very expensive, but at least twice a month, you know, and that's where I started to develop. Hey, I need to start speaking up and telling people what I don't like right there and not letting them get away with it and feel like oh I apologize so you should accept it you know no if I didn't do you like that I didn't use any of your past against you or anything or say nothing negative to you you're not a friend where you would do something like that being that it was a joke or not I wouldn't do that to you because I consider you a friend so I'm learning to keep people I'm not going to be isolated anymore because that's that's a bad thing because you think a lot and when you're isolated, everything and everybody is the enemy. So I learned not to be isolated, but I learned to start shutting doors and shutting people out. And if that person is meant to be in my life as a friend or whatever, then the door would open up for them. But right now, I'm not going to let you get me, you know, to the point where I'm so down that I lose everything. Then I know God has more for in store for me. You know, I just went through my job season. You know, it's, 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 it's coming around. Okay, that, that's good. Now, do you feel that um, therapy has worked for you so far? The first therapist, no. No, she, did, she didn't. Um, basically, I don't want nobody. If I'm paying you, I need you to listen. Cause you're you you're both the you know you're pop, you biased you you're not a family member or nothing. But this therapist, I mean, she's awesome. She listens. She gives me, hey, this is what I need you to do. I want you to do this homework for yourself. This is what I want you to do. Feel, figure out what you want, you know. And it does help me. Now, do I have my breakdown moments? I do. I, I definitely did have one earlier this week because I was like. Man, I want to be this person friend still. This person hurt me just like somebody else hurt me. And do I just just leave them alone? Do I just cut them out? And I was in literally in tears because I'm like, this person don't care. You know, they only care to get where they needed to get, and then that was it. But yeah, the therapist that I have now, she's very Miss Brown. She's very helpful very uh you know informational and everything so she's doing her job like she's supposed to yeah during my um i guess during the time that i had a rough patch with my other significant other at you know my past relationship let's put it that way um i think the, the counseling originally was it was okay because it was a male and a female and there was like two perspectives at that time and then when it switched off just to the lady I don't know how it switched off I don't know if he was just learning or what when it switched off just to the lady it seemed like she was biased you know she was more on her side you know and and at that time the kids wasn't wasn't coming to some of the 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 you know, um, sessions, but 
I think with time, you know, it just got worse. So like after the third one, I was like, I think I'm done. You know, we never look for any any others, but I think, you know, we had an on and off relationship. So I I figured at that point it was just time to just, you know, say, say, lovey, you go your way, you go my way mm-hmm. that time. But, yeah. you know, it, it was still back and forth. But I, I don't know. I guess I really never had a good counselor like the like I said the the male that was there he kind of saw both sides and he he was saying the good points you know about the relationship you know on my side on her side but mm-hmm. when it was just you know her I, I feel like it was more like you know like she was karate chopping me more than anything chopping me down but yeah I, I feel that that's good I mean if if you found someone uh, I've always said, you know, if if I needed counseling at one point, I was going to find it again. But like you did, you found someone that, that works for you. You know, that's the way it should be. You're paying them, you know, to help you and to listen. And if they talk too much, then there, there's something going on. They should be listening, letting you spill, you know, spill your guts out so you can get all the trapped up emotions out. That is true. That's that's what I found out. Like this one here telling me the first one was telling me what kind of car she drive and her situation and you know, she compared her situation with my situation and I'm like and then within I only got twenty money twenty minutes in an hour session. And the rest of it she was talking. And I'm like, whoa. And I left out of there feeling worse than I did when I went uh in there you know I left worse than I was when I came but I like where Miss Brown she she lets you shed a tear I mean get it out then she'll come back and okay let's let's go and it, it was just like you know she lets you kind of evaluate yourself not she's evaluating you you know okay do you think you this type of person because somebody said it don't mean it's true um but yeah, it just it's been so helpful because I'm the type of passive person at times and and I'll tell a person, hey, you know, like Tupac said, we we tell you, we sing it. Now we, you know, acting ass because you didn't listen. Now you got this ape coming out of me that's you know, now I'm crazy, but I tried to tell you. And that's what I get from a lot of people. So I feel like if I have to continuously tell you some stuff that I wouldn't do to you. Then your attentions towards me was really harmful in the first place. They weren't genuine at all. So I'm learning that. Yeah. So I can tell you that not just in a relationship point of view, um, these podcasts are pretty much going to be like therapy sessions because mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked to many people and I've interviewed people and and when they talk to me, they basically state that they feel better, you know, just doing a podcast and and letting it all out. Even if it's not about, like I said, not about relationships, it's about other things. You know, they they just feel better, you know, doing a podcast and and talking about it. So I, I feel, you know, with the coming, you know, podcast that we do, you'll feel better and and we, we can have, you know, other folks join and also, yeah. you know, talk about it as well. You know, their point of view, you know, my, my point of view, I didn't deal with as much as, you know, what you dealt with. But, you know, I can bring my perspective because, you know, I, I've been through a past relationship. This is my second long standing relationship in what 20 years or something. So, you know, it's. I've been with my fiance now going on 10 years, you know, and everyone has problems, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just how you deal with the problem, how you deal with the person and how you Mm -hmm. handle the problem. Because I can tell you with with my current relationship, I mean, small issue is a small issue. We don't make it into a big issue. My past relationship, small issue would just build up and, you know, we wouldn't like argue but it was just like if I did something she would bring it back up 
And it just, you know, it was just constantly, you know, the same thing over and over. And, and I feel like you kind of mentioned it with yours, you know, that would, you know, your significant other had, you know, constantly said the same thing over and over, you know, kind of knock you down. So I'm, I, I understand that, especially like if, if you feel like if I'm telling the truth and, and someone's saying you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you know, that, that breaks you down to a certain point because now you feel like no matter what you say, they're going to think it's a lie. Yes. You know, even if you're telling the truth, it can be something very minute, you know, and, and, and you're telling the truth and they're like, no, nah, you're lying. I don't believe you. you're always lying, you know, something like that. Yeah. And it was just that I, I noticed now that people have they own insecurity men have the they are more insecure about themselves than us women i never know that because they're good at hiding it uh due to the fact that the macho-ness and whatever but i figured that out like when i went through that he he tore me down because uh when i graduated from school he didn't even show up to my graduation a two-year degree that took me four years to get he didn't even show up to the graduation. No he matter how say, long it took, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, he couldn't even say congratulations. Oh, I, you know, just, I, you know, I'm proud. My teacher who watched me fight the four years to get that degree told me, I'm so proud of you and congratulations. I got it on the recording. And this person who watch me take the kids to the library at school and sit them down when they was a little bit older seven and well, eight and nine sit them in the library and let them read books while I went to class because he was too busy working as he claimed but they went to school with me some nights so it, it was just really you know I'm like oh well okay I see where you was and that's when the, the teardown got even worse so during the relationship did you I mean I know you mentioned it already, but I want to ask this again. Did you ever, I know you say you're very passive. Did you ever mention it to him and, and basically, you know, let him know, Hey, this is how I feel. You know, I'm going to school. I would feel that, you know, you would take this opportunity to watch the kids while I continue to progress my career and finish school. Did you let him know that? Did you let him know about the, you know, him tearing you down and, and, you know, talking bad about you or, you know, whatever he, oh. he was, because you haven't mentioned what he well, said. So I don't mind mentioning what he said. That. It was like, oh, you broke. You don't make, you don't, you don't have money. Cause you know, our son had a heart condition and I stayed home two years to make sure he was good. So he's perfectly healthy. And then I went back to the workforce. Um, it was just like, I got passed up for a interview at Exxon Mobile. Cause I went to school for a process chemical engineering degree and uh, it was hurtful and it was, I was hurt, but I, my son needed me. And when he started making more money, you know, Oh, you broke. Uh, and then it was like, either I was too fat when I lost the weight, I was too skinny. I mean, it was just so many things. And, and then when I would tell him, Oh, you, I'm just joking. You got to pick your battles. You can't fight everyone. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I don't like this. So I think our son made three. I tried. I was like, I'm leaving this relationship. He, oh, we're going to make it work. It's going to be better. Okay. I don't want to be, I already raised my older sons in a single family, you know, single parent as a single parent. And I didn't want to do that again. So I'm like, okay, let's make it work for, you know, us and the kids. And then it got to the point where, you know, it was other jokes uh and just um you know your credit ain't gonna never get where my credit is or where my credit card is and i'm like uh yeah because you get to work all the overtime and when our son gets sick i'm in the hospital with him weeks on you know end. and um so i was like you're supposed to build me up and then i think like our son made seven and i was ready to leave then and i went to him in tears i was like I'm struggling. I get off of work, fly to the daycare, pick the kids up, have to be at school at six. I'm late to school all the time. Pass your job up. You get off of work and go home and the kids are with me. I said, I need your help. You know, we already paying for daycare, which is expensive. 
and why try to pay somebody else at night to watch them when I only go to school two days a week and you can make your time for the kids to be there for the kids um oh I'm the provider you know I'm taking care of them I'm gonna make sure once I'm good we good and that shit did not happen you know I, I took a break from school because it was so hard and uh when I went back I went back full force so I would actually pass him getting off he got off of work at seven I had to be to school my latest class started at 6 45 he could come it was like a five minute drive from his job maybe 10 he could have picked the kids up and then brought them on home because I stayed at class till 11 it was no help so you know as a mother you continually roll with it because I was you know passionate about finishing this time and I kept rolling with it and you know he was like oh she gonna do it anyway I don't care so yeah our son made nine and right before he made nine I had the discussion again I was like look I don't know what's going on with you, but we can split everything down the middle and just go on our separate ways because now you're not even mentally there for the kids, you know, emotionally there for the kids. You're here physically, but for what, you know, and, uh, oh, what a, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it was like, I don't know why I stayed even longer, but it got to the point where on our son's birthday, 2021 i just got on in the car and drove to san antonio for our son's birthday you you know you didn't make any plans or content hey let's go do this we always did stuff for the kids and uh i was already you know you already checked out i'm checking out but i haven't checked totally out but i'm checking out on these this this emotional roller coaster you have me on and i just went to san antonio with the kids for the weekend and uh he left he left uh that same weekend on his son's birthday didn't say happy birthday or nothing which is fine uh a couple of weeks later uh my son was murdered 20 days to the yeah the exact later he was murdered my old one of my older sons he didn't even call and says my son okay uh are you okay uh i've been in this little and this no, and this was his, his no, actual son, son, right? Uh, he he was in his life since he was nine, and he died at twenty one. So okay. he didn't even say any of that. Like, are y'all okay? You know what I'm saying? So I was just, you know, checked out by that point, totally mentally, you know, drained. Uh, but I didn't heal myself because I was too busy trying to breathe, trying to you know learn how to drive because I couldn't even drive everything just left you 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 when people say you go through these different emotions i had so many different emotions where i couldn't get up off the couch for the first 5 days cuz i was like god i'm scared to breathe because if i breathe some other chaos finna happen you know uh, but i had two little kids this 9 and 11 that was looking at me and i was like okay you got to get it together and that what made me get up and continuously push toward trying to get better because my oldest daughter was like, Mom, you're going to be in a mental hospital if you don't get it together. They're going to check you in. So to, so to this day, has, has he ever like apologized or said what was going on or why he checked out or, or why he wasn't there, you know, mentally? For the family or why didn't he even check in you know with you or no was he I even never worried asked, i never you know wanted to even know the answer i it, you know he well to be honest he never said what he tried to contact me when we finally went to court last year that's the first time he contacted me after court and he said that he tried to be there but i am I fight every battle. He's like, I, I had your back, Kim. I was like, no, you didn't. When you got your promotion, that's when you started checking out and thought you the big man on the campus. So it was the, we, we both came from the little small town and our, our parents wasn't like these other parents that had these city jobs. You know, it was kind of farmers or whatever, grew up on a farm or whatever. Um, but um, 
yeah he started making more money he thought he was the world so when you make more money you get more stuff you get more stuff you go what get women you feel like you can do what the ballers do and you know I, I already knew that part so it didn't bother me i just didn't want to be involved with it you, you messing with somebody else don't bring it home to me you sleep in a separate room i sleep in a separate room uh but he can't never admit he tried to deflect it and put it on me but it's it sucks that mm-hmm. you know he couldn't at least apologize for not being there and the moments that you really needed him and then i mean i I haven't been through that. I've never had a loss that close, except when my grandmother passed away. And I mean, that's probably the only time I really shed any tears or felt a certain way because she was always there. But um, I can't, I can't fathom that you know, just losing a, a son, you know, twenty-one and. You know, my significant other that's been with me so many years, you know, can't bring it, you know, in, in himself to say, you know, I'm sorry, you know, and or, or you know, go celebrate the birthday. You know, you driving out of town, yeah. you know, nothing's planned. I mean, I'll, I'll honestly say I'm not a planner, you know, but I know for my kid's birthday, at least I'm I'm doing something. You know, it's it, there's a cake, there's a. You know, let me take you out. Let's have a birthday dinner or something. I, I don't go all out now. My fiance, yeah, she she plans everything. She's she's the planner. I, you know, now I just do. You know, we, we're going to go on vacation or whatever. You know, but um, yeah, it that that sucks. I mean, that that he should be the one that he's like they say he's supposed to be your better half. You know what? What you lack in, mm-hmm. he's supposed to back you up. What he likes in, you know, you're supposed to back him up, you know, but, you know, him not being there. I mean, I guess sometimes money does get to certain people's head, you know, certain people start acting funny or, you know, or thinking, you know, I'm, I got this much money. She ain't this. She ain't that, you know, which yeah. it's a relationship. So at that point, he should be like, look, we make this money you know, build you up because you're, mm-hmm. you're getting your degree, you know, eventually you're going to be making the, you know, either that amount of money or more. And that relationship becomes even stronger. At that point, you become a power couple. You're not just one person making a certain amount of money. Now it's both of you, you know, and taking care of the kids. I mean, I know when I was younger, I was young. I wasn't that young when I had my, my kids, but I mean, knowing that, you know, if she was at work, then I would take care of them or vice versa. Or, you know, we had, you know, our uh, in-laws take care of them. But still, you know, someone has to be there. If you're if you're going to school, you know, I, I used to go to school that late. I think it was like University of Phoenix that I was going to. And we started class like like you say, 645. It was done like at 10. By the time I got home, since my campus was an hour away because I lived in Katy, it was closer to my job so I can just go up the street you know by the time I got home it's like 11 like you say and you know somebody's got to be watching the kids keeping them in in the library I mean yeah it's good for one or two days but you know them being in the library every day instead of you know spending some quality time with their dad I think that would have been better you know that would have built a better relationship at that point but I mean I, I feel you I mean it's that that in itself you know it can break you down because you know that you're doing your best you know who he should be trying to do his best to, to build that back up you know and especially build you up if you're actually going to better yourself it's not like you're going to party you know you're going to to get a, your degree and and it's for the both of you yeah he probably made his money earlier than you but you know eventually you're going to make it because that's that's the whole reason you know, you went to class. There's no point of not going to class to not better yourself, right? Yes, that's true. I mean, you know, everybody have their own selfish ways and they don't see it. Like, this is the thing that I tell a lot of people when I listen to people talk about they, they ex. When you bashing that ex, something kind of be wrong with you. You know, you got to look at you too sometimes. And I've heard a lot of people bash their ex 
And I'm like, you know, I, I have a lot of reason just to bash this dude. You know, I have a whole lot of reasons to. But I just talk about what 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 basically happened at the end. And, you know, God going to handle the rest because he know, you know, I did my part as as a mother and a, a helpmate. Um, but I hate to hear when they, oh, this, he was nothing. She was nothing. I did da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, what does that say about you? Something going on with you then. Cause this is all you want to say is bad. And like I said, you know, as far as emotionally for me and the kids, he was not there for us. And, and basically his ego got in the way and that's probably a family trait, which I'm starting to find out. Um, but the times that it was okay, like, you know, we would, like you said, on trips or whatever, that was good. But the emotional well-being wasn't there. And it got worse at the end. It got worse. The more money he made, the more he elevated at work. The cockiness, I can say. I'm not going to call him a narcissist. But the cockiness, that's where he felt like, uh, man. I don't need this. I'm making money. I can do it and go buy whatever. And like I told him when he contacted me last year, I said, I ain't going to ever wish nothing bad on you because I don't want to mess up my future by trying to hurt you or wish something bad on you. But the person you see going up is that same person you got to see coming down. And I pray that you be healthy for seven more years or eight so every dollar you make in every three years, and I let him know, every three years, I'm going to raise my child support. Every time you get a raise, we get a raise. Mm. So, <laughs> so let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't think I've ever bashed my ex. I don't, I don't think bashing your ex is when you tell the truth. Yeah. Of what really happened. Because mm-hmm. you're not bashing. You're not like lying or you're not, you know, like, to be honest, I've never, I may have spoken to my kids and, and mentioned certain things, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of um, bring them into to this family that I have now, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not going to say I have a lot, but, you know, I can offer a lot. Like I said, in this relationship that I'm in now, I've, I've never been, like I, I think I said it earlier, I've never been the, you know, the the person that plans things, you know, if we're going to go out or anything like that, this relationship, my fiance is. But in my previous relationship, I wasn't a planner. She wasn't a planner. Mm. So it's like we never really did anything. We never, I mean, if, if we, San Antonio or Austin or you know, something like that with the kids. It was more, you know, go home, sit down, watch TV with the kids. We never did like nothing fun. Mm-hmm. Where I think, you know, with this relationship, I try to bring my boys in into that realm, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at home, and, and, and this is one thing I would stress to mothers, don't brainwash your kids. Yeah. Yes. And 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 when I when I say that, I mean, yeah, you know, if you tell your kids everything, just let them know what happened. You know, let them know what really happened and 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 how, you know, things fell apart, but make sure you're saying both sides. Mm-hmm. Cuz don't I mean, if if you're not or if you, if you're just going to bash somebody, just just keep it to yourself. I mean, don't don't sway the kids a certain way because, I mean, that that hurt me and my kids' relationship for many, many years. You know, it was going really well when we first, you know, separated. You know, they were coming over to the house. You know, they would visit. You know, they, they would hang out. And then it just went left field. You know, they just started acting like I was forcing, you know, my fiance to be their mom. Like I, you know, told him to say mom or something, you know, so and and she. I don't know 100 percent, you know, what she's done or what she said, but anything I say to my kids, you know, if it's 
if I say, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and, and, and I want to take you with me or, you know, let's do this or something. They go back and run and tell their mom. Or I think one time I, I mentioned something and I said something about their mom. Oh yeah. Cause your mom don't do this or something. I wasn't bashing her or anything. Well, they went back and said, Oh, dad was at home and, and he said this and, and he, you know, he, he, he was drinking. I'm at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a drink for my fiance and this is a, a perfect example that I'm like, okay, why are you bashing me for something? You know, I made her a drink. She got home from work. I made her a drink, took it upstairs. I came back down, was hanging out with the boys. And then like that day or the next day, she called me crying. Oh, they're saying that, that, that you were drinking when you're around them. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, they, she would only know that if, you know, they would tell her. You know, and, and I know she probably is like, you know, she probably told him, you know, I need to know everything or he's not supposed to do this or that. Or mm-hmm. I mean, I get it, but you got to set the example. You know, they one time, you know, I met them somewhere and she was there and they were like, Dad, just, you know, stay with us or whatever. You know, just hang out. And I was fine. I was like, fine. You know, I, that time I wasn't dating anybody. I think I was by myself or something. And she was having a margarita. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have said something then, but, you know, I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, so I felt like, you know, it it needs to go both ways. If, if I'm telling my kids something like I don't bash her, I like, I'm, I'm not going to say, Oh, your mom, this, your mom is broke or your mom, this, or, you know, anything like that, you know, things like that, you know, it'll, it'll hurt the child more than it'll help them. So like my oldest, Right now, he's still kind of, you know, separated. He he talks to me here and there, but he's not the same as, you know, he was when he was younger. My youngest, oh, he's great. You know, he, he he's a little bit closer, but because of the oldest, he, he tends to, like, stay away. Like, he'll be like, oh, I, I, I feel like I, I don't want to leave, you know, Junior out. I want him to, you know, have fun, too. So I, I'm just not going to come. He's like, I, I'll just... I'll just stay at home or my mom's sick. You know, they'll start with the excuse. My mom is sick and, and he wants to stay home. So I'm going to stay home too, which I mean, I get it. You know, if your mom is sick or something, you know, but both of y'all don't need to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to hang out with me, but I mean, I, I feel like I don't want to say mothers cause I don't want to make it a general topic, but I think with time, sometimes, you know, moms tend to say too much to the, to the kids, you know, wanting them to be, you know, know more or, or know enough. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that hurts the relationship, the relationship, you know, it, it should be open. Like the, the father should be able to, you know, have free will or, you know, take a son out, take his daughter out without thinking, you know, they're going to do this or do that. Or, you know, their mom told them this or something. I'm, I'm, this is just like, a general, uh, you know, perspective because I dealt with it for many, many years and, and, and it's to the point where now, you know, they're coming around, but I know you with young kids, I know you, you you're going to do better than that. But I, I just think, like you said, you don't, you don't bash them. So that, that's a good thing. Yeah. So what I've learned, like I didn't come from the best kind of household with my mom, when my mom and dad divorced, they was, I was two. Uh, and my mom, she was a serious drinker. Uh, <clears throat> so she bashed my dad for 37 years, 37 years. And it did make me feel some kind of way about my dad when he started a new family. I think I was like 2021. 20, um, I felt some kind of way. I felt isolated and all that kind of stuff, but it was just based on what my mom said. I think right before my 38th birthday, and I was going through the stuff with in my relationship, uh, the past relationship with the dude. And I don't tell my mom nothing, but she felt the tension in the household when she came because she spent the night a couple of nights with me. And uh, she sat in Walmart parking lot. We pulled up at Walmart. Never forget. I-10 and the Beltway. And we pulled up at Walmart parking lot. And before I can, you know, cut the car off good. And she looked over. I don't know if it was conscious or what it was. And she said, that dude going to learn. He going to lose a good thing 
with the things he's doing because I did the same thing. And I looked at her like, what? She's like, um, yeah, your dad was faithful. I cheated. And I was like, where is this? Is she, is she telling me her last, you know, this is going to be her last breath that she said. And I, I didn't know what to say. So I think a couple of days later, I called my dad. I said, dad, you never said anything. He never said anything about my mom or anything. He's just like, she needed to keep a tight rein on you. But nothing about their relationship. And I asked him, I said, Dad, why you never said nothing? Why didn't you defend yourself? He said, what to defend myself of? She, that's her opinion of what she felt or what she felt that it was true in her eyes. I didn't have to defend myself. It was no point. You you fight. It's like you sitting there shadow boxing with your, your, your shadow and you're going to tire yourself out trying to go back and forth. He said, I didn't have to do that. And then he just went on when I asked the questions about their relationship. He went on and told me, but he was so in love with my mom that even though they didn't work out, he wasn't going to bash her in front of me like she did him. And that's why I learned not to bash my kids that do I want to <laughs> Ooh, some days, but I don't bash them because I'm going to let them get their own opinion of their father's. And what they hurt, they both of them, you know, my, my daughter, which is not, wasn't his, but he raised her since she was a year. Uh, they have their opinions themselves because where was you when we were sitting out at this hospital when our brother got killed? Where was you at his funeral? Where was you when my mom was crying and, and you weren't there for us and we trying to be? And, and that's their thing right now is where was you at? So they have this, well, my daughter don't ever want to see him again. And I told her, don't be like that. But my son, he didn't want to see his dad. But I'm like, that's your father. Just like you love me, you love him because he helped made you. And um, I said, I don't have no issues. Y'all, that's what you need to do. So I, I try to, I'm learning from my dad that it's not good because the truth going to come out. And you can lie to a kid. All you're going to do is end up having that kid hate you in the long run for all the lies and all the bashing you did yeah my upbringing was a little bit it was rough too because my dad was a drinker mm-hmm. and my mom was very past so it, it's crazy because you know i think about it now my mom was actually doing a man's job mm-hmm. so in 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 new york it's a little bit different so here you know in an apartment building well in an apartment you have the manager and the people that take care of the property mm-hmm. in New York. It's called a uh, superintendent, okay. which is like the manager and the person that does everything. So in, in New York, the way the buildings work is there's trash compactors and the trash comes down the chute and you take out the trash and you put it on the curbside. So my mom was doing that, you know, heavy trash, dirty trash, rats, you know, New York is already infested with rats. And now you, you're in the basement, which I don't know if you've ever been in the basement. You're, no. you're from Texas? I'm from Texas, yes. Yeah, so in New York, there's basements. Everything goes to a basement. You know, most houses has basements and things like that. So she was doing that job, which technically that job was my dad's job. Mm-hmm. That was my dad's job, and he was supposed to be doing it. But he handed it off to her and opened up his own company. So he would just come home, you know, drunk sometimes. And New York is kind of different. Like there's certain side of the streets you're supposed to park on. Okay. Like one side of the street you park on and then they do the street sweeping on the other side. And then the next week, you know, it transfers. So I don't, I don't know how many times my dad's work truck got picked up and, and, and towed to the tow yard because he was too drunk or parked on the wrong side. You know, you can tell in New York, like one whole side will be empty, you know, after a certain amount of time and they pass a street sweeper. Well, at that time, I don't know how they do it now because I see cars all the time now. Mm-hmm. So he was doing her job. He did his own little business, you know, and was never there. He was a drinker. And I mean, my mom didn't have to say nothing. We knew because I mean, um, Many years ago, we travel. I traveled with him to the Dominican Republic, and my brother traveled with my mom, you know, to Honduras to go visit her family. So he went with her. I went with him, and pretty much every night, 
He was just giving me money. Here you go. Here's some money. Go do whatever you want. And he go, you know, mess around whatever woman he ha- he was with, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, and then I think one day my mom just got fed up with it and he came home drunk. And anytime he came home drunk, like to not agitate it. And I, I think many kids have done this before. Mm-hmm. She would tell us to act like we were asleep. Cause he would come in the room and start, you know, talking and, mm-hmm. you know, wake us up or something. Hey, I bought you something, you know, mm-hmm. you know what drunk dads do, yeah. you know? So we, we just basically just acted like we we're asleep or whatever, you know, we would hear them argue, you know, and, and things like that. And then, you know, everybody went to sleep. Mm-hmm. So one night she got fed up. He came home drunk. He put her hands on, on her and she, we pretty much had to call the cops to get her off of him, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like within a month, like he did his normal, you know, he went to Dominican Republic for like three months mm-hmm. during that time. We built out and came to Houston, wow. you know, and, and never during any of that time. She's always said, you know, he never wanted to, he never reached out to us. And when he did, it was like, he'll send like a couple of dollars you know, for school clothes, but he never came down, never visited us, never talked to us. He would just talk to her, trying to reconcile and things like that. And to this day, I'll be honest, like difference between, you know, people say, oh, you know, you're just like your dad or whatever, whatever. You know, even though me and the mother, the kids are not together, I still talk to my kids. I don't need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I can talk to them. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, with him, not a call nothing for many many years and you know and then from from time to time now you know he'll try to reach out to me or something or he'll ask my uh godmother in new york you know before she passed away you know he, he would like reach out to her and because she always had our number and or when we sent her pictures she would like try to share it with him and things like that but like never i mean even to this day even when i got married he came down here i tried to get him to you know move down here and build a company with me and my brother. And he, he, he said, yes, you know, you know how people are when they were in your face, they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he left and that's it. Never again. Never even spoke to him again. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Totally different, but the same. But like I said, in all those years, she never bashed them. She always tried to cover up from, Oh yeah. You know, you know, he works a lot and this and this and that, or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, that's why I've never, I always felt like I, I don't think I need to bash her. Mm-hmm. You know, what I've said in the past to my family, you know, it's, it's come back. So that's why I said sometimes, you know, keeping your problems to yourself is probably the best. You know, if, if they don't know how to cook, just teach them or, or just don't tell your family, oh, she really don't cook because she don't know or something like that. Yeah. Because then, you know, yeah, even if she cooks or cooks what she knows how to cook, they're going to use that against you. Oh, yeah. She don't know how to cook, you know, or they're always going to bring it up. She never used to cook this like this before. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's I don't like the comparisons. You know, it's. It... Yeah, that that's the one thing uh, my family actually sees that these these, you know, the father don't have any actual dealings. I guess he's trying to make his new relationship work. So. You ignore the kid, um, which is crazy. And I don't talk to my family about anything. I don't say anything because like I tell my kids, you know, mommy here, mama loves you. And I told them, you know, okay, this is the child support we're going to get, you know. So this, you know, doesn't make up for your dad being in your life. But whatever you need, we got it, you know. And um, that's that's basically it because I don't when somebody tell you something it makes you feel worse like damn i chose the messed up ass person or what did i do to this person to do me like this and it just you know people don't understand i know they be trying to oh you know help but oh he was horrible oh advice and all this kind of stuff but some things that's unsaid is the best medicine because you don't want to keep living in that wound over and over again yes it didn't work out yes they doing whatever they doing but if i'm not really on it talking about it then you shouldn't either 
yeah you knew what happened between us because at that moment I was vulnerable and I came to you crying but now I learned just not to say anything to anybody on what I'm going through if it ain't you know something happy I'm not gonna say anything because they like to hear I mean even though they're your family they love you but some people like to hear your your trash and what you're going through because oh man she going through worse than me ooh, ooh. let's just hear and bash on what she going through so i don't yeah and i feel that your kids have to make their own opinion yeah. like they like you shouldn't have to tell them you know well he he, he don't do this he ain't shit you know or, or anything like that they should learn that themselves you know he don't come around then he don't come around you know let them see that for themselves you know or you know if he says you know i'm gonna do this do this and this and he doesn't come through then you know they need to know that that's because of him it has nothing to do with me or the person that they're dealing with because now you know the relationship has nothing to do with the parents now it's just the parent and the, and the child mm-hmm. you know because they're gonna see it yeah. you know i believe in 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 my my perspective you know my kids see what i try to do for them but because of their mom they feel like you know she's i don't know i don't want to say helpless but you know that they have to stick closer to her because that is their mom and they live with her yeah you know whereas with me you know yes i have my own place but they still feel like they still have to be um loyal to their mom yeah i'll put it that way i mean a lot of women that's i don't know what the situation like you know which with her but by y'all being together and making a family she knows she hurt because first of all that's the thing she had to get over because if you trying to turn your kids against their father this is the one thing i knew i was hurt and still hurt even though i was saying i'm good i ain't got to walk in the same room and we was in the same room and didn't say nothing laid in the same bed it got so petty that i would take the cover and he sleep with no cover he went to walmart and got a, a blanket set and we both slept in the same bed under two different blankets <laughs> <laughs> but i know it got that petty that it was time to let it go and he was like i i you know i didn't love him no more or whatever it was just that you weren't there for me you're not there emotionally for me but what got me and said I needed to work past this because it was going to reflect on my son is when he picked our son up for the first time it was for a couple of hours and took him to the woman house that you cheated on me with I didn't say anything in front of our son I waited picked my son up we met up at a place we picked I he dropped him off to me and I got home and uh and I tell my kids I don't want to know nothing about what's over at your dad's house just like I don't want y'all to tell nothing at, at, at my house you know unless it's something that's bothering you come talk to me your dad we can hash it out right then but as far as what's in his house and my house that's that's off limit to either one of us and uh so my son came home and I said did you have a good time he said yeah we went and got shoes and uh daddy girlfriend you know she must know shoes because daddy don't know shoes like that i was like oh that's nice so my thing of it is was i waited till our son went to sleep and i and this is how i knew i was hurt because i called him and i was like dude you gonna take my baby to the house to the female you left us for and think he gonna be okay with that he gonna remember wait a minute you moved out the house and all of a sudden you with this woman this is the woman that you left for that's cool that's not cool you need to work up to that so it wasn't my son that was really hurt but i was thinking he was hurt but i was using my own emotions too because i feel like you that's my baby how are you bringing my baby around some snitch some snake some whatever they want to call them these days i I felt and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really me. I had to check myself and was like, dude, are you you still got feelings for this this person if that bothers you? Long as your child wasn't in harm's way and she wasn't hurting him or had drug dealers around him and the cartels waiting outside, he good. I had 
how many months is it okay before a person should bring their whether they cheated or not let's leave that out but their new girlfriend or boyfriend around their actual kids now me i think me personally i don't i i did have a dude that came around my kids but they didn't they don't see dudes like that so this is one somebody i trusted so and he, he came and spent the night but i don't have dudes around my kids if i'm messing with a dude you ain't gonna meet my kids like my that well this that when i was dating didn't meet my oldest kids for i said we was dating for months so it just but to give them that grace you know first or first are y'all gonna really be together because letting kids see different people i feel like that's kind of crazy um but people you know do their own thing but yeah just gracefully introducing the man because i think when something's so fresh like that that's kind of giving the kids like what you was just with mommy now you got a new lady that doesn't make sense so was you with this new lady when you was with mommy because they at a certain age they already know you know these kids are very wise i think slowly gradually introducing them to them like you know y'all meet at the park or something because that that i mean even though the significant other need to check themselves that's what i had to do um but I think I, you know, and I had to apologize to him when I went off on him after our court. I apologize because I, I don't think you wouldn't let nothing happen to my son. But I think it just should, especially on how quick it happened. You leave the house, boom, here it is. Four months, five months later, you with another woman. That didn't just happen overnight. So I think it just gracefully should be brought on. Not nothing just, and there's no months. Because you don't know, you can't say, oh, I'm going to wait two months to a year to introduce my kids to this person. Because my kids never met one dude, and I had a kid by him. They, they never met him until my daughter was, I say, six years old. But um, if you know you're going to make a relationship with this person, this is not just a fling then just gradually introduce them because you we don't know what the other significant other telling them being woman can be telling their kids something negative the man can be telling the kids something negative it's something that you know gracefully yeah Um, i i dealt with this and that's that's why i asked because the mother of my kids basically made it seem like the person i'm with now um i cheated right so she was bitter so she told the boys and and they would always you know they were like you know because when we would talk i'm like let's talk man to man you know let's talk about this you know um i'm i'm with janelle now you know that's who i'm with you know and eventually you guys are gonna meet her you know and and you know one day they basically were like yeah dad but that's the woman you cheated with and that's why we feel a certain way and I'm like, yeah. wait, hold on a second. I cheated with, I was like, me and your mom left each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I went my way. We had our time. We got back together. We we left each other, got back together. Didn't work. Counseling didn't work. You know, so I'm with someone else. And I, I think I didn't introduce them to each other to like, it may have been three or four months, you know, and, 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 this was even, I think I had my own apartment at this point. You know, I wasn't living with her at my own apartment. They came to a neutral location, my apartment, and they were cool. And, and I just sat them down and I talked to them. I was like, I didn't cheat on your mom. You know, me and your mom fell out, you know, months ago, but we didn't leave each other until, you know, two or three months ago. I was like, but it already had been, you know, a situation between us and, and we wasn't together together yes we were together because we had you guys and and we were trying to make it work i was like but we knew it wasn't going to work so we separated we went you know each of our ways but you know the first thing i heard like that night like she called me like screaming and crying like 
like a like I don't want to say like a bitter woman, but you know, to this day I know she's bitter because the way she acts and what she's done, you know, her her actions, you know, have shown me that, you know, and you know, and they were like she was, you know, crying and 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 then my I can hear my son coming to the room where she was at and he's like, "Dad, you're making mom cry cuz she's crying because you know, you're you're brought us around to that woman that, you know, you cheated with and I'm like no, I was like, and, and she put all that in her head, you know, and to this day, you know, I, well, they haven't mentioned it lately, but I know there was, um, I had got my apartment by myself and I was living there for like a year and I was like, man, I'm spending too much money cause I was trying to be closer to work, you know, mm-hmm. and I wanted my own place. And, you know, I told them, I was like, I'm going to move in with Janelle and, and we're going to share, you know, the house, you know, that she lives in, you know, and they were, you know, they were, went back and told their mom, same way, same thing, mm-hmm. went back, told their mom and, and started the whole situation, all the whole crying session and, and all that. And like, you know, you, you talked about the, the child support, you know, she's gotten, you know, every three years she, she calls and, 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 and asked for it. And this last time it was weird because they were asking, you know, about physical stuff. Like, did we ever fight or anything? And I thought it was just like a, a checkup, you know, mm-hmm. that the, the way the, these folks called me. And then like two days later, they're like, yeah, um, there's a case against you. And she wants to, she wants to re up the child support. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever, do whatever you have to. But I, I never understood why, all the questions. I don't know if it's something new. This was like two years ago or something, I think. And she did that. And I'm like, whatever. I was like, it doesn't matter. Just read re up it. I'm the one that told you to put it on because you know I was paying her with checks. And and that's one thing I, I have to say it. I'm an advocate, you know, for the whole, you know, child support stuff. You know, I, I feel like men should have some kind of voice. <laughs> 